You are listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel, York Region. For more information, visit hbcyr.ca. The words that were just up on the screen said, uh, do not be afraid. You have found favor. Uh, These were the words that were spoken to Mary nine months prior to the night we're at now. Do not be afraid. Uh, You have found favor. I can only imagine what was going on in her mind. Uh, 2016-ish years ago, um, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ is about to happen. Uh, God's plan because of the fall of man and man's separation from him and the fall in the garden and our desperate need of a savior is being fulfilled. The prophets and the things they have said are are coming to pass. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 7 and Isaiah 9. He said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In Micah 5, 2, but you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient of days. It's the night before the birth of the Savior. Do not be afraid. You have found favor. The Lord Jesus who will come will bring the, uh, the work, the finishing of the work of salvation which God started many, many centuries ago. Before time, God knew what would happen. He knew we would need a Savior. He knew the Lord Jesus would come. He knew that Mary would be the mother of the Lord. But through a miraculous mer- a virgin birth, a Messiah would come. It's the night before the Lord Jesus is born. Joseph, who nine months earlier had to be talked off the cliff, as it were, as far as his going on with this relationship with Mary. And through a dream, he understood that what God has done, but it's the night before now, and he's watching her. In just a few hours, the shepherds would come, and in a few days, the wise men would come, and And perhaps at this very time, on that very night, Mary's labor pains have started. Fear not. I can't imagine what she must have been thinking. I can't imagine what must have been going on in her mind as she's considering all that's happening. A couple of times in Scripture it says Mary pondered these things. She was a, she was a thinker. She was one who, who considered what was going on and the ramifications of those things. It's this night and her, she's going into labor and she's wondering. She's wondering, why me? Lord, you, you said you found fa- I found favor with you. That's the same word as grace. God's, God's grace was poured out on her. She's like, I didn't deserve to be the mother of the Messiah. I didn't deserve to be the mother of the King of Kings. Who am I? I was just a lowly servant, and yet I found favor in your sight. She had no pretense. There was nothing about her. She, she was a come as you are, and you understood who she was, and yet... We see from her, and in in Luke, we see in her response to the angel coming, her her cry, her prayer, her song, that she was a godly woman who found favor 
in the eyes of God. And what I want us to see tonight, especially as we think about uh, this Christmas Eve and understand the birth of the Savior is about to happen, I, I want you to see some things about Mary tonight. I want you to consider some things about her. And I want to coach it all around the area of being faithful. In a minute, we're going to take a look at to four pictures of Mary uh, from Luke. I'll read you the verse and, and we'll see how she was a faithful person. But I thought, how do you illustrate faithfulness? You know, some things are easy to illustrate, but faithfulness is not quite as easy. And, and so I had the guys pick four pictures for me, and I want you to see them. Kind of each of them kind of gives a one little a snippet of what, what it means to be faithful. Here's the first one. Um, the Energizer Bunny. It's a picture of, the Energizer Bunny is a picture of we keep on going. And faithfulness means I, I keep on going. I'm not going to quit. I don't pack it in. Uh, some of you may be on your journey with Christ this week, of, or this, this year, this week, this year, have struggled with some things. And you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to keep on going. A faithfulness says we keep on going. I'll put up the next picture. Here's another picture of faithfulness. It's a picture of loyalty. Dog is man's best friend. If you're a dog, you come home from work, that thing's licking you up one side and down the other. And you're just like, a cat doesn't care. I'm not even sure cats are real animals. <laughs> but dogs, they're loyal. And that's a picture when we think of faithfulness. Uh, here's another one we find odd. A picture of a bridge. You think, a bridge? How's a bridge a picture of faithfulness? Well, it's a picture of stability. A faithful people are stable people. And then one more picture. Um, old faithful, the geyser. And uh, we see that, you see your pictures of it, you hear about it all the time. And faithfulness speaks about reliability. And so when we think about the words faithful, those maybe are some of the pictures that would come to your mind. Those are the pictures that came to my mind. And, but as we consider what's going on in Mary's life, when we consider what's happening for her on this very night, what she's going through, what she's about to face, and we want to see some things about her faithfulness. They're found in Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. Just one verse. Everything's coming out of one verse tonight. As we think about Mary, it says, Luke 1.38 says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. So four pictures of faithfulness that we want to see from the life of Mary. This lady who didn't believe she was anything any more special than anyone else. She saw herself as a sinner. She couldn't believe she had been chosen for this. But when it comes down to it, when the angel comes, when the angel speaks to her, and she responds with, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What are four things we can learn from her on this Christmas Eve? Here's the first one. Faithful people listen to God's voice. Faithful people listen to God's voice. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me. Uh, Jesus said later on in his ministry in John 10, he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The purpose of the incarnation was to make a way for our salvation. The reason Jesus Christ came 
The reason we celebrate Christmas was not for the sake of the baby. It was for what would happen and what the Lord Jesus would, would become and what he would do and how one day he would die on a cross so we could have eternal life. This is the beginning on earth of God's rolling that all out for us so we can understand. And, and Mary has the privilege of listening to God's voice and being in the front row and watching all of this as it transpires. Faithful people listen to his voice. And so I would ask you tonight, are you listening to the voice of God? Not me, I mean in your life. Are, are you taking time? Are you taking ado adequate time to open the word, to study it, to listen to what God is saying to you? My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. When was the last time you can say, wait, God spoke to me? Because when Mary heard God's voice, she listened. Faithful people listen to his voice. Uh, maybe you've been coming to church from time to time and as we go through a message, you hear the part of the message where we come to what we call the gospel, the good news. After all, that's what Christmas is all about. After all, if, if it just ended in the manger, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't mean nothing to us. But it didn't because it led to what Christ would do. It leads to the cross. It leads to eternal life. It leads to our salvation for those who will trust in Christ. And maybe you've been here or you've had a friend who's talked to you about the gospel of Jesus Christ and you might be hearing it, but you're not listening to it. My wife speaks to me lots of times. I hear her. The voice is going on. It's in the room. I see a lot of men who are getting nervous right now. But I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Faithful people listen to the voice of God. And you've been resistant to trusting Jesus Christ. What greater time to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone than at Christmas? The Lord Jesus came so that he could live out his life and die for you so you could have eternal life. See, you didn't earn any of that. You didn't deserve any of that. Mary didn't earn any of it. She didn't deserve any of it. God did it and and God does it for us. And he says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. The cool thing about our salvation is you can't work for it. You don't deserve it. It's a gift from God. Hear his voice. Listen to his voice. And if you've never trusted Christ, this is the day. Faithful people listen to God. Here's the next thing. Faithful people do his will. She says, let it be to me according to your word. I'm going to do your will. God, I want to do what you want me to do. So often in our lives, we get off on our plan of what we want, and we set aside what God wants for us. And so the challenge for everyone who's put their faith in Christ in this room tonight, what is there in your life right now that you know God has shown you from his word, and you're not doing it? Faithful people do his will. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. That God never said his will will be easy, but we're called to do it. This is the will of God. See tomorrow a little bit. Even your sanctification being set apart to be like Jesus Christ. And so Mary, she's all about the, I'm going to listen to God. And the next thing she's about it, let it be. Lord, let it be 
According, according to your words, faithful people listen to his voice, faithful people do his will. Here's the third thing, faithful people pay the price. Let it be to me, according to your word. For nine months, Mary's been ridiculed. People have talked behind her back. People have said things, people have whispered, people maybe have said things to her face. You know, for the first three or four months, she probably didn't show, and so she kind of would just kind of hide everything, and, but then there comes a point when it's not hiding anymore. And she had to pay a price. And, and Joseph had to pay a price. Faithful people, faithful people are willing to pay the price. And even after the Lord Jesus Christ was born, I'm sure there were all kinds of people going, there's that, there's that couple, baby out of wedlock, there's that couple, there they are. And yet we get all bent out of shape when somebody makes fun of our faith. Faithful people pay the price. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There's a price to be paid. Philippians 3, 7 and 8 says, Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Why is it okay to pay the price? It's okay to pay the price because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Eternity is in the hand of the believer. They're going to be with God forever in his glory, worshiping him. But there'll be a price to be paid. She listened to his voice. She did his will. She paid the price. And here's the last one. Faithful people trust his promises. Faithful people trust his promises. Look what it says. According to your word. Whatever your word says, God, that's what I'll do. I, I'm going to trust you to be true. I'm going to trust you to be faithful. I'm going to trust you to come through for me. That's what I'm going to do. That's what she said nine months before she gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is about to be born. The labor pains are happening. And, and she's going to trust the Lord. She's not turning aside. She's not giving up. I will trust his promises. Proverbs 3 and 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Psalm 56, 34 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in, in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? For all that she's going to through, the ridicule, the pain, the pressure, the, the nasty things that are said, she goes, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust the Lord. And yet I get some bad news and I'm like, oh. You get a bad report from the doctor or a test doesn't go like you hoped it would or work's not panning out like you thought it might and all of a sudden you start taking the stuff all back on you and it's like, where's the Lord in this? Look how she trusts the Lord. Look what she trusts the Lord with. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're called to be faithful like that and to trust God. And when the difficult time comes, not to lean out, but to lean in. 
When the hard thing comes to come alongside other people who can help us and spur us on to love and good deeds and pray for us. Mary. She listened to God's voice. She did his will. She paid the price. She trusted in his promises. Mary found favor in the eyes of God. What an amazing story of a normal person. But we're called to be like that. We're called to have that kind of a lifestyle. We're called to be people who live differently. The journey of Mary is a journey of faithfulness. It's a, a picture that we see how her faithfulness shows. And, and it begs the question for you and me. You know, the so what of this message is, okay, pastor, it's okay that Mary had those things, but so the so what for us is, well, what about us with those things? What's God stirring in your heart on this Christmas Eve about listening to his voice? What's he stirring in your heart about the thing that's to do his will that you're not doing? And I'm going to do his will. I'm just, I'm going to do it. If Mary could believe God for this, surely I can believe God for my thing. And I'm willing to pay the price. Whatever it takes. Because I'm going to trust his promises knowing that my end and my care are top priority for God and his working. So it's Christmas Eve. The labor pains have started. Mary's probably thinking back and what have I got myself into? And yet the things we see about her are things that are about faithfulness. As we think about this Christmas season and why Christ came and what he came to do, would, would we be people of God who can learn from this young lady and what she stood for and what she was about and make those our commitments as we move forward that God would be glorified in our lives, in our church, that his fame would go out, not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is in us. Faithful. Faithful. Would those be the words that would describe us? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the challenge of it. That one verse, Lord, just one verse. But Lord, she said, I'm a servant of yours. I'm going to do according to your word. Regardless of what other people say, regardless of what other people think. And I'm going to trust you because you've always been faithful. Would that be the cry of every believer in this room? And Lord, for the person maybe who's here tonight, who's come to church lots of times or come with a friend tonight, and Lord, would they understand who Jesus is? This, this gift that, that Mary is bearing, this gift that would come, this Savior who would be born is the Savior of the world. And we didn't earn that and we didn't deserve it. God, you did it all for your glory. Would you bring them to the place of understanding that they are without hope, without Christ? And trust the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And see your faithfulness to them. And give us all, God, a passion. As we are on the journey, that we too would be faithful people. For the fame of our Savior, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.